episode slightly smaller episode but one that gets to the point pretty quickly uh uh latest posts here Dallas Cowboys uh their offense got pretty much handled the same way Denver handled them uh except in my opinion maybe maybe slightly worse than what Denver did uh they kept them to nine points through the entirety of the game only allowed the three field goals and uh and the Kansas City Chiefs pretty much dominated the Dallas Cowboys offense. Well, uh, what you ultimately have here is two defenses that came to play and two offenses that really didn't. Uh, You had Dak Prescott get sacked five times or so, uh, rushed several times or pressured several times, but you had a very, very similar thing with Patrick Mahomes, and he was able to get his team to the end zone. Uh, One of the large reasons for the difference in the score. Um, I believe they scored two touchdowns, and one of those touchdowns was a missed field goal or missed PAT or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact breakdown, but uh, but they had two touchdowns and a couple field goals to Dallas's three field goals, zero touchdowns. Well, the meme I put out was that the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs gives a little phone call over to the Denver Broncos defense coordinator. Hey, man, how'd you do this? And the defensive coordinator for the Broncos just says, well, we just made Dak beat us, and he couldn't. And so they take away the rush, make them beat you in the air. And in my opinion, if they are going to do that, uh, Dak Prescott currently in his either current skill set or his current uh, desire or um, – want to throw down the field or whatever, since that's lacking, whether it's lacking in him or whether it's lacking from the coaches, what you have is a a very inefficient throwing down the field quarterback, and the reason why he has a ton of completions is because everything he's completing is right around the line of scrimmage, within within five yards, everything he's completing. Uh, He had five passes over 20 yards, all was over five, so 
you had the Chiefs said, Dak beat us, we're going to stop the run. They did that, and it was the same basic output as the Denver game. And, uh, I mean, unless we can get some quarterback play that is going to be able to rise above the difficulty of a defense that is valued or that is that is decent in a game, uh, Kansas City's defense is significantly better than Denver's. Um, but they ultimately, on that given day, they showed up. Both defenses just showed up. And unless we have a quarterback that can get through that showing up of a defense, we are not going to get much further than we've already gotten. However, on Monday Night Football, we had some we had one of the analysts uh, say something about Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go through this video that I made analyzing Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Apples to apples, 2016 to 2021. I took out 2020 because Dak was injured. So, assuming they all played the same amount of games, we're going to go through this video and see what the comparison is. Compliments of the average Joe, Joe Cook. He gave me this app or this uh, website that compares quarterbacks for you, Lickety Split. I'm going to do Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott. Uh, one of the Monday Night Football analysts called Kirk Cousins elite. I completely disagree with him. Uh, he's never been to the Super Bowl. He's been in playoffs three times, taking his team to playoffs three times in ten years' worth of, uh, of, of playing. Nine years' worth if you're talking about complete seasons. So 33% of the time, Kirk Cousins has been to the uh, been to the playoffs. I don't consider Dak elite because he's been twice and he's he's gotten one win. Uh, his team records are average. His statistics are average. His effect in the games that they win versus the end of games they lose is average to below to below average. Whenever, especially when they lose, it's largely because of the quarterback play. Uh, but here, we're going to take off 2012 to 2015 because Dak wasn't even in the league. We're going to take out 2020 because Dak was injured. They played the same amount of games in the years that we're comparing here. So uh, their playoff appearances, you'll see here, Dak 2016-2018, Cousins 2019. Um Here's his regular season stats. Again, they played the same number of games in the years selected, so it's a very much apples-to-apples apples comparison. Wins, Dak Prescott, third, 46, nine more wins over, what, five-and-a-half year or four-and-a-half seasons, uh, complete seasons. Um, so the edge should go to Dak Prescott uh, as the losses as well. Win percentage, that makes sense because he has got more wins in the same amount of games. However, we start looking at passer stats. Pass completions goes to Kirk Cousins. He has 1,716, and Dak has 1,564. So that's just over 150 more completions. He threw 180 more times. So if you take 150 divided by 180, you're looking at somewhere in the ballpark of 80% or so of uh, 80% of pass completions when those were more than what Dak Prescott threw. So the completion percentage edge goes to Kirk Cousins. He threw more times, completed more times, has a higher completion percentage, has more yards, 1,226 yards roughly. He has eight, uh, nine more touchdown passes. Touchdown percentage is virtually the same. Again, he threw 180 more times and only gave up two more interceptions in the same amount of time. 
So that statistic is pretty close to being the same. Kirk Cousins, uh, and again, the interception percentage illustrates how the interceptions thrown is virtually the same. Game-winning drives, 11 versus 16. Uh, The edge goes to Prescott here in that same amount of time, but you also have to think about this came up in conversation where the offense should be controlling the clock. They should be keeping and limiting their own defense from being out on the field as much as possible. And so if Dak Prescott, the more game-winning drives you have in a short amount of time means you're playing from behind a lot. And that could mean one or two things. Your defense is terrible or your offense is not controlling the clock and allowing the other team to get as many or more possessions than you and you're having to play from behind. So 16 games of the 72, Dak Prescott brought his team from behind. So that also means of those 16 games, he didn't keep them ahead to where he prevented the game-winning drive. Same thing with Cousins. So that's another way to look at that that thing. You have you have several quarterbacks who are considered to be very good, and they only have one or two game-winning drives a season. Well, that's because they vaulted their offense so high that they didn't have to play from behind very much in that season where they only had one or two game-winning drives. Yards per attempt, very, very close, 0.1 yards per attempt. Uh, Adjusted yards per attempt is virtually the same. Passes, yards game per completion, 0.3, virtually the same. Yards gained per game, very, very similar. Uh, 17 extra yards per game for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Passer rating, slight edge, almost a full, uh, just barely over a full point. Um, So you, you see the pure passer quarterback stat alone, passes, touchdowns, interceptions, completion percentage. You see those four things thrown into the QBR, and you have Kirk Cousins is a better passer than Dak Prescott in the regular season you can look at the playoff stats but again because of this stat right here one game versus three it's going to look distorted so you would need to look at averages in order to see how similar they are Um, you have Dak Prescott has two losses but again he played two extra games now maybe that says something I don't know if it does uh, past completions, 66 for Dak Prescott, but he played three games. So that's about that's 22 completions per game on average. Very similar to that 19. Uh, passing attempts, you divide 103 by 3, and you get somewhere in the ballpark of 34. Again, very similar to Cousins, 31. Completion percentage, uh, you, you can't you, – you, if you take that – that shows how all the other two things are very similar based on the average of games played, average completions, etc. Passing yards, divide that by three, and Dak Prescott has a slight edge, maybe maybe 20 yards more uh, in a per-game yardage in the playoffs. Touchdown passes, Prescott has five in three games. Cousins has one in one game. So, yeah, you divide 5 by 3, you're going to get 1.67. So, if you you can't have 0.67 of a touchdown. So, a couple of years he got two touchdowns and one year he got one or 3-1-1. One, one, however you want to break it down. Interceptions thrown. Prescott had more opportunities to throw interceptions because he was in the playoffs three times, right? Three games in the playoffs. 
However, you look at the quarterback rating, and again, you're looking at completions, percentage, passing yards, etc., interceptions, and Cousins has a better playoff QBR. Now, it's only in one game because of the years that were selected, so it's it's fairly negligible in that regard. But you're looking at Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott being the exact same type of player, and if you are ready to sit here and say Kirk Cousins is elite, then okay, if that's your definition of elite, then yes, Dak Prescott is elite. But Kirk Cousins, there is no Dallas Cowboy fan that would want Kirk Cousins to come play in Dallas for the Cowboys. And if you would not want Kirk Cousins to play in Dallas for the Cowboys, then why do you want Dak Prescott? So what you have here is a, a definition of the word elite where people are trying to say that someone is elite based on whatever their whatever their criteria. Well, that could be the simple argument that could solve a lot of the discussion issues. What is elite to me? What is elite to you? Elite to me says throughout his career, he has been at the top of the list of people in his position. He has affected his team in such a way that there is a direct correlation between his success and the team's success from year to year. So playoff appearances is, in my opinion, a must for an elite quarterback. You're, you don't have an elite quarterback on the Jaguars. You don't. And elite quarterback takes the weapons that they have and vaults them to a higher potential regardless of their incoming potential like when the Cowboys got Amari Cooper Amari Cooper was established from the Raiders as a good solid reception route runner you name it receiver he was top 10 on the list of current receivers at the time and so now you're taking that weapon bringing it to Dak Prescott who is Dallas Cowboy fans consider him to be elite well then Amari Cooper should be even higher on the list with an elite quarterback with him. And and I don't think he's he's higher than the top ten. I don't think he's gotten into that top five, top three category that you see whenever you have an elite quarterback and a a very high or very valued receiver. Yeah, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have Michael Gallup when he's healthy. The, this Malik Turner has been making some catches that uh, probably weren't anticipated at the beginning of the season. You have the Cedric Wilson who came in and took over for Michael Gallup, and his production has not been anticipated. So you have some guys that are established as a receiving core, and you can probably compare the receiving core for the Cowboys with almost any other receiving core, maybe save the Rams, as top receiving core in football and uh, now that may be my Cowboys bias but it's certainly in my opinion it's certainly not Dak Prescott who is the reason why the receivers are as good as they are because if you take a look at some statistics the uh, the total QBR that ESPN calculated it calculates rushes rushing attempts it calculates down and distance it calculates pre-snap statistics in addition to the outcome of the play, post-snap statistics. 
and it says how much did that quarterback affect the team. And so this is the lowest total QBR this season. This is the lowest total QBR that Dak Prescott has in his five or six seasons. It is the lowest since, I believe, 2019 and uh, or 2018. I forget which year it was, but he had like a 55 um, out of 100 total QBR. Now, that's a 0 to 100, and it basically says that um, that's the percentage of games that if that quarterback plays the same way, if he plays that way in every game, then that's the percentage of games you're going to win. That's basically how you should be looking at the total QBR that ESPN provides. Now, it's a, it's a fairly new statistic. However, it is a complete, a comprehensive, what is the efficiency of the, this person's contributions on the field. And right now, he's right at 50. An average quarterback is around 50. A Pro Bowl quarterback is around 75 or higher. And so we're going to take a look at that in the next episode. We're going to talk about total QBR and analyze Dak Prescott's total QBR versus some others. And uh, there's a couple years where he has a good QBR, a good total QBR, where his his play affected the team in a way that was very beneficial. Uh, but what I'm looking at is I'm seeing I'm seeing a a roller coaster of how Dak Prescott is going to play, how he is going to affect his team, and that roller coaster is why he is not elite. We don't know what Dak Prescott we're going to get whenever we play a game or whenever we start the season. And so that's why I'm saying, what's your definition of elite? Mine is career statistics. Mine is what has he done for you over his body of work? How has he affected the team? Has it always been good or has it not? Has it been consistent? Has it not? Not just not just the last six games. There are people that are arguing with me right now saying I don't have a very high football intelligence because uh, right now the Cowboys were 7-2, and two, now they're, and now they're 7-3 and three after the Chiefs game. Um, so clearly Dak Prescott's playing at a, a super high level. Well, I'll agree with you that right now he's playing at a high level most of the time, but in the same regard, um, he's not. He is not doing things that a super high-level quarterback can consistently do and you can consistently rely on him. He overthrows long passes where the receiver's wide open. He overthrows uh, checkdowns where the receiver's wide open. He underthrows badly. Receivers have to make crazy adjustments, and that's noticed in several games by in-game announcers, and so we'll also talk about that as well uh, coming up. But Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is not elite change my mind until then i'm the average joe boo oh you like dak pump the brakes somewhere over in dallas cowboys play and they Pay their QBs too much to come play for us. Us somewhere over in Frisco. Dak quote trains. 
that he dreamt of, oh, it really did come true. Jerry Jones realizes he made a big mistake.